0: If you can think of another way to get a quarterback, that the Indianapolis Colts can get a quarterback other than the five that I'm going to list for you right now, other than open tryouts. Open tryouts, that would be the sixth. That's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to have open tryouts out at the the Colts complex on West 56th Street. I don't think. I got five ways that they can get a quarterback in order from least likely to most likely. That in a second. We're also going to talk about Indiana basketball. They got a game tonight, and we will have an instant post game the second that the game becomes final. Indiana's going to win this game, and I'll tell you exactly how they'll do it in a couple of minutes. Let's talk about the Colts first. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, February 24, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give them a call, Trustable. They do great work. Prices wonderful. You're going to love them. 765-610-8809, the number. Hit subscribe. Punch the like button. Ring the bell. So when you ring the bell, anytime I go live, boom, you got a notice. You won't miss a thing. All right, let's talk about the Colts and the quarterback position. You got to get a quarterback. We know that. You have to have one. It's a rule. The center's got to hike the ball to somebody. Who's it going to be? I'll tell you how they're going to find it. First, I'm going to tell you how they're not going to find it. The least likely scenario for the Colts in how they will obtain a quarterback is via the draft. Jim Ursay wants to win now. He doesn't want a project. There is no clear-cut number one guy. There's no Joe Burrow in this draft. There's no Andrew Luck, there's nobody that you look at and say, "My God, this guy is a can't miss candidate at quarterback." They all have warts. Now, one of them might wind up being a pretty good player, but they've all got warts. You got Sam Howell out of North Carolina. You know what? Unbelievable arm talent. He's good there, but he's got some issues with touch. You got Kenny Pickett out of Pitt. Another real talent. Uh, You got Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati, who is really, really good in a variety of ways, but in none of the ways that you really want an NFL starting quarterback to be talented. Uh, Carson Strong out of Nevada. Man, can this guy throw a ball. He is unbelievable. His arm is the best in the draft, and I don't think it's close, but he's a statue in the pocket, and he's got a chronic knee issue that he's dealing with that could be career-threatening. You know, that's kind of what you're dealing with here. You got the pros and the cons lists for all of these guys are really, really long. You got a lot of pros, you got a lot of cons, but they're for everybody. You know, Uh, none of these guys, you know, you look at the comps. It's like comparable. Jim McMahon. Okay. You know, Jim McMahon was a pretty good quarterback for the Chicago Bears back in the day, but his career didn't last very long. Right. I mean, they, you know, there are a lot of guys that the comps are not Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. We don't have those guys. Joe Burrow in this draft. Uh, Malik Willis out of Liberty. You don't know what the hell Malik, or, or, uh, Malik Willis is going to be because he didn't play anybody at Liberty. And when they did play power five teams, it didn't really go very well for him. So you got that. The draft is not going to be where the Colts get there. Maybe I spent too long on the draft, frankly, breaking down draft picks that the Colts are not going to take. What's the point of that? You got to rethink how I delivered this, all right? Just cut that out. In the post-production, cut that out. Number four, ride with Carson one more time. You know what? This, for some, makes the most sense right? He's under contract one more year before you can get out at no cost. He is probably worth more to the Indianapolis Colts than he is going to be worth to anybody else in trade. So are you going to be able to get value for Carson Wentz is kind of the question. And the answer is likely no. He's a nine and eight quarterback who for a period of time this year looked like he had kind of figured a few things out as it turned out he hadn't. That's the way life goes for a quarterback in the NFL. He's 44, 40 and one over his career. To put that into you know some kind of context, uh, you know you, you got a guy like Teddy Bridgewater who's thirty-three and thirty as a starting quarterback. Now Teddy Bridgewater can't stay very healthy. Neither can Carson Wentz. Although Carson Wentz started all seventeen games this year, but Teddy Bridgewater from a a passer rating perspective and a record perspective, they're almost identical guys. Do we want Teddy Bridgewater? You can go get Teddy Bridgewater, right? But do you want that? We'll get to that in a second. But riding with Carson one more time, and if you ride with Carson one more time, you, you go all in behind him and you get him weapons that he can throw to. A starting level tight end, they don't have, remember, uh, Jack Doyle may retire. He's under contract, but he may retire. Mo Ali Cox is a free agent. So what you got is Kylen Granson, right now, right? That doesn't make you real optimistic. What you've got at the wide receiver position, if Hilton retires, Pascal's a free agent. You got Pittman and Pas er, and uh, Des Patman and Michael Stron and my God, you know the Michael Harris. Uh, Who else you got? K.K. Cote? Sheesh. you got to get weapons. Your most fungible asset, which means the guy who's easiest to replace, oddly, might be your most valuable in trade talks, and that's Quentin Nelson. You can go find a competent left guard. There are lots of those guys out there. Quentin Nelson's better than competent, and he has trade value. So if you want to get a guy and you don't want to rely upon free agency... Or the draft, and you don't have a first round draft pick, you know what? Maybe your most fungible asset and your most valuable asset simultaneously in trade is a guy you can use to go get somebody. We'll see if that happens. By the way, what I should have mentioned with drafting quarterbacks, although if you did have a first round draft pick, You still wouldn't fill it this way. They don't have a first-round draft pick. Their first pick is 47th overall, and it's possible that none of these guys that I listed as being potential rookie quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in the NFL, these guys uh, likely not to be around at 47. Maybe Carson strong because he's got the knee issue. All right, uh, number three, sign a free agent. Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Make a deal, Wentz goes somewhere for a draft pick, and you sign a free agent. Winston would be the guy, right? With Winston, you got a chance. He is a a high ceiling. He's also got a floor that you can't even see. It's abyssal is how low that floor is because he can get hurt, as he did this past year. Number two. This, I I don't think, is going to happen. I don't think any of the bottom four is going to happen. This one is is trouble. And that is to take a bunch of draft picks and deal them for a high-end starting quarterback, either Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's possible. I don't think either of those teams, the Seahawks or the Packers, would give up either of those players unless they knew something that the Colts didn't. So, if you're the Colts and you're willing to give up two ones and something else, potentially, maybe three ones for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson at the age of 33, coming off a 6-8 and eight season where he only started uh, 14 games for the first time in his career, he missed starts, three of them. You know what? You want to make that deal and something bad happens to Russell Wilson? Or Aaron Rodgers wakes up one day and says, you know what, I've been thinking. Maybe football's not my destiny at this point in my career. I'm going back to the house in Malibu, and and I'm going to sit around, smoke the peace pipe, and think about life for the next three years and get my head together. You know what? You're out a bunch of draft picks. Your franchise is decrepit at that point, has no chance. You're a cadaver. In the NFL for at least three, probably four years, as you have sacrificed first round picks to go get a guy who's decided not to play. Need some kind of guarantees from the Packers or somebody else. Rodgers plays, you get paid. Rodgers doesn't pay or play, no no pay. Um, Number one, a swap of a mediocre. In Carson Wentz, a high-end mediocre, but a mediocre. Somebody who you're going to grade somewhere likely between 12th and 20th in the NFL among starting quarterbacks. For another mediocre. And the most likely scenario, probably Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe you can get Derek Carr. Maybe. Quentin Nelson, somebody else. Quentin Nelson and Wentz and something for Derek Carr. Might be able to swing that deal. Davis, you know, Mo Howard Davis, he's got the bang cut. A guy with a bang cut in 2022, you might be able to talk him into making a stupid move. It's possible. So uh, Davis is a guy you call and you, you say, listen, I love your hair. What you've done is fantastic. What, what kind of shears do you use to get that straight across look on the bangs? Look, we want Derek Carr and we're willing to give some stuff up for him. That's the way the conversation is going to go between Chris Ballard and Mark Davis. You know, they, sure, that could be it. But I think that that's the most likely scenario is that the Colts deal uh, and get. I don't know what they're going to trade, if they're going to be able to trade Wentz, if they're going to trade Quentin Nelson, they're going to trade something and get back Garoppolo, Carr. Somebody who's also in that tier, but hopefully in a higher level. And the thing that's really important about Jimmy Garoppolo to remember, if the Colts acquire him, is 8.6 yards per attempt. Reich loves that metric. And over his career, Carson Wentz, 6.8. Last year, 6.9. Jimmy Garoppolo knows where to put the ball to go get the most number of yards per passing attempt. He's really good at it. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers tonight against Maryland. That game's 7 o'clock. Can't wait for this game. This is it. Look, Indiana beat Maryland on on January 29th, 68-55. Trey Galloway had a good game. 4-4 from the field. Scored 8 points. Trace Jackson Davis, 17. Race Thompson, 18 points. Xavier Johnson is kind of important. He hit one of eight shots. And still... Indiana was able to win by 13. What does Maryland bring to the party? They got Fats. They got Julian Reese. You got to keep Julian Reese off the offensive glass. He's 6'9", a freshman. Doesn't get a whole gob of minutes, but it's important to keep him off the glass. You put Xavier Johnson on Fats Russell as he was the first go-round between these two teams, and he got a chance to control the game a little bit. Maryland is terrible from beyond the arc. Maryland does not have a single player on its roster hitting 35% or better from three. Indiana's only got two hitting better than a third. Those, of course, miller Cop hitting 35.5%. And then Parker Stewart, who's been really uh, pretty good at 44.3%. You've got to get those guys' looks. And you've got to go to work down low with Race Thompson and Trace uh, Jackson Davis. And... This is really like a great bellwether for this team. If you want to know whether Indiana has kind of locked it up and and said to hell with it, we're kind of done with this season. We have no more energy to invest in this year. Tonight's going to be the night to see. This is a team Indiana beat, like I said, by 13 at their place. Tonight at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, It's got to be different. They have to win this game in order to keep their NCAA tournament hopes alive unless they went on some kind of miraculous run through the Big Ten tournament, which we know is virtually impossible because Indiana never wins more than a game in the uh, Big Ten tournament. Tonight, you've got to defend the three ball. You've got to block out. And you've got to knock down some shots. And... Keep the ball away from people who can't shoot. That's a good idea. Although, like I said, even with Xavier Johnson hitting one of eight last time when they played in College Park just a a little bit under a month ago, Indiana won by 13. It's going to be a fantastic game. I think they win. I think Indiana wins easily. Uh, 28% of Maryland's points come from beyond the arc. That's 253rd. Their three-point percentage 32.3. That's 254th. This is not a team that plays a modern style of basketball really well. Their their pace of play is slow. It's not a good basketball team. And it, Mark Turgeon's no fool. If if Mark Turgeon thought that this team was was going to, you know, be a contender in the Big 10, you think he would have quit. Probably not they are projected by Ken Palm to be seven and 13 in the Big Ten. Indiana's got to win tonight they got to win Sunday at the barn at Minnesota and then they got to come back next Wednesday and and they've got to win that game at Simon Scott Assembly Hall against Rutgers. You win those three games you're going dancing. you lose any of the three you got to be Purdue at Mackey in the regular season finale and then win a game in the Big Ten tournament. Is kind of the way it works with Indiana. Indiana hadn't been very good. I hope during the instant post game that we'll do immediately following the game, I hope I don't have to yell. I hope hope I'm patient and I don't get upset, and I hope that I have the discipline to sit in that couch and watch a game and enjoy it rather than stand there in front of the TV and yell at it. I don't want to do that. I don't want – another thing I don't want, I don't want to take this ball – and throw it at the TV a hundred times. I don't want to do that. That's no good. What I want to do is enjoy an Indiana win. And then I'm going to read a chapter of this book. This is Oops. It's The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. I wrote it and I had to look at the title to see what it is. Is that terrible or what? You can get this on Amazon. You can get it, uh, the audiobook, sure, at audible.com. You, you can you can buy this anywhere you get books online. And it's uh, it's a quick read, you can see. It's like one of those books when you were a kid. It's got a, uh, yeah, the print's not terribly large. You can read, this is designed, like all books that I read, this is designed to be consumed on the toilet. You go to the toilet, you read a chapter, you come out, you're refreshed, and you feel good about yourself because you just read about how some dumbass learned a lesson from uh, a hideous mistake that he made in living his life. There you go. Oops, the art of learning from mistakes and adventure. The story of my life. There it is, at least that part of my life. We'll talk to you tonight after an Indiana win. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.